This episode is brought to you by Paramount Plus. An unlikely friendship begins in the Paramount Plus original movie, Little Wing, starring Brooklyn Prince with Kelly Riley and Brian Cox. Reeling from her parents' divorce, Caitlin steals a valuable bird to save her home, but instead forms a bond with the owner, leading to a new outlook on life. Little Wing, now streaming exclusively on Paramount Plus. Head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. Rated PG 13. This episode is brought to you by Paramount Plus. Get in, loser! Mean Girls is now streaming on Paramount Plus. Join Katie Heron as she meets the plastics and Tina Fey's new twist on the modern classic. Get ready for more of the rumors, backstabbing, and jokes you loved from the original movie with some fetch surprises. Rated PG 13. Wear pink and head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. Well, welcome to a live episode of the Kid Stays in the Podcast. I am one of the hosts, Trey Cooper, and joining me today is... Extra Terrestra Solo Cooper. That's probably the worst one. That was really good. That took time and thought and effort. Extra Terrestro Solo no, Cooper? No, Extra Terrestro Solo Cooper. Even worse. It's like, it's like terrestrial. Every week, the name that he gives <coughs> himself uh, gets uh, worse and worse. I think you're just jealous. That you can't uh, use your brain like I can. No, I'll use my I'll use my own regular name. You haven't seen my quick wit. So this week we're going to be discussing uh, the 1982 classic, The Thing, by John Carpenter. Yep, yep. So this is one of my favorite movies, and for a long time, Solomon said it was one of the worst movies he'd ever seen in his life. So I'm interested to see if his opinion has changed at all. This movie, in my head. My dad took me to see a movie called Last of the Mohicans, and that was the worst movie I've ever seen. This was the look, second look at, look worst movie. Look at the audience. Movie. They're booing you, saying The Last of the Mohicans is the worst How is movie that you've ever the, seen. Why is that the defending point? <laughs> the, the thing is way better. Well, people love The Last of the Mohicans. That's why I took you to see it. Well, that was, I was eight years old, guys. It was, it was not fun. Apparently. Okay, so The Thing. Before we get into it, uh, every week we ask Solomon to give one of his uh, patented plot synopses because he's so good at summarizing the plot of a movie. So for those who haven't seen The Thing, why don't you just quickly tell us what that movie is about? Uh, I got this one in the bag, guys. There is... Shoot, I am so screwed. <laughs> um, there's a remote base in, Arctic and in Antarctica and filled with people, and an alien... Remember what the synopsis means, short. Yeah. And it's barely been one sentence. An alien is run amok in the base. This is the worst. This is the worst one yet. everyone's got to figure out who the alien is because it will take the appearance of anyone. Okay. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Those are pity claps. Pity no, claps. They know. They know how good it was. These people don't understand this roundabout way that I go about talking. Yeah, that's just not how a plot synopsis normally works. Anyway, so um, the thing, I remember when I first watched it, and this is something that uh, we kind of discussed whenever we were watching the film for the one millionth time, is at the very beginning, the, the movie opens like a uh, kind of in media res with the dog being chased by 
two, we later find out Norwegians in a helicopter, and they're like snipering the dog. And they start throwing grenades at the dog. They also suck at snipering this dog. They shoot like 50 shots and never, ever hit one. Have you ever tried to shoot a running dog from a moving helicopter? Yes, obviously, Dad. I always am shooting dogs out of moving helicopters. Well, until you do that, I don't think you should judge their shooting abilities. Fine, fine. Anyway, this movie opens, it's very weird. You're very confused about what's happening. Why are these people chasing this dog? Why are they so adamant about killing it? So when I, and I've seen this movie a lot of times. Every time, whenever I was a kid and I watched it, I would always be confused about why they were doing this to this dog, what was going on with the dog. I never for one second was suspicious of the dog. But watching it again, the movie makes it so obvious that this dog is evil. It's almost like a joke how much they like cut to like, it's like Chekhov's dog, how much they are <laughs> showing this dog on screen. It really is, like, like, there'll be like, something killed all these men, what could it be? And then the cue scary music and pan to the dog under the table. So I have no idea how I was thrown by the fact that this dog was clearly gonna be an alien. You must have not been a very uh, smart child back then. <laughs> I guess not. Um, so anyway, when you were watching the movie again, uh, you know, I know you thought it was really boring when you were older. Did you think that the pacing of the movie worked really well, or did you think it would still feel really slow to you? Uh, at first, I felt like, even though like, I felt pretty like drowsy, but as the movie <laughs> uh, came uh, you know, to actually like find, well, not find itself, but like, it, it, I'm sure it always has its Yes, the legs. movie had found itself from the very beginning. Yeah, but um, I think once I got it, like, 30 minutes in, 15 minutes in, I was able to, like, rally myself. I think it's just a me problem, honestly. I agree. It's not the movie. <laughs> um, but, yeah, I, th I, thought, uh, I thought it was priced quite well. Yeah, I mean, because if you think about it, the movie opens with a pretty much an action scene that's kind of confusing. You don't know what's going on. They immediately go to this other base where they find essentially what is going to happen to them. Yeah, you know the, the Norwegian base is completely decimated. Everybody is murdered, and um, everything's burned up. Yep. Mm -hmm. So it's some pretty heavy mega foreshadowing. Yeah, heavy foreshadowing there. Um, but yeah, then, then pretty quickly they put the dog in with the the dog who, in case you haven't figured this out yet, is an alien pretending to be a dog, um, and they put him in with the other dogs, and that's the movie pr escalates from there. Like it doesn't really let up pacing wise. So what did you think of like the, the special effects and the alien effects when they actually first show it, when that dog starts murdering all the other dogs? These aliens are so scary. Um, they, and it's all practical, right? Yeah, it's all practical. It's all 1982, I don't know what else they'd be doing. Well, what if they were doing some really gross CGI? In 1982? Well, I saw some weird ship in the very beginning of the movie. That was hand-drawn. That was hand-drawn? Yeah. yeah, what if they were drawing it, all, all those okay, aliens? Okay, okay, okay. That could have looked really silly. But yeah, they all looked really, like, genuinely, like, real, and they did a great job, like, actually, like, getting an idea of what extraterrestrial life would look like um, and how, like, unsettling it actually is. Yeah, I think that every single time I watch this movie, that first scene where they walk in and the dog starts, like, splitting apart and his face breaks open, and then all those tiny little tentacles just start flying out of his back. It, it's really, really creepy. <laughs> what? Just such graphic detail. Well, 
I don't want people to go into this thinking that dogs aren't going to, you know, rip it into little pieces. Yeah, they even have, like, tentacles on their legs, too. It was, it was like a weird, hairy, slimy Yeah, and they grow out, like, spider, spider legs yeah. out of their sides. All really weird stuff. It was actually really sad, though. All those poor dogs. They I didn't was actually deserve thinking that. About, I was thinking about that whenever we were, we were watching it, that now that would be the scene that had to get cut out, is the part where all the dogs get murdered. Everyone people would be like, no, no one will be able to handle this. It's, it's sad how much people, like, I feel like, have more sympathy and empathy for dogs in movies. Like, w even The Conjuring, the first, what was, was it the first movie? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I would always cry anytime I thought the dog was anywhere close to getting hurt. Well, in, in a way, it makes, kind of makes sense because the dogs didn't ask to be there. They didn't ask to get put in that cage. You know what I mean? All the humans at least have agency over their lives. That's true. So when their heads are getting split open by the aliens, it is kind of their fault. That's, that's fair. But the dogs, they were just hanging out there. They couldn't escape. That was the lives. saddest part. That one dog's like trying to rip the fence He open. was doing a good job, too. He, was, he could have saved the whole, the whole dog community yeah. by biting off all those fences. Well, unfortunately, he did not make it. Wow. Uh. So, rest in peace. so we start we start the movie with uh, with this great little set piece of you know the, the aliens erupting out of the dogs. So you get a sense of how gross and terrifying this alien is, right? Mm -hmm. um, but then the movie really quickly turns into kind of like a chamber piece, like an Agatha Christie story. You know, like it's just six or seven guys trapped in a room wondering who the murderer is. In this case, it's a shape shifting alien. But if Agatha Christie would have thought of that, I'm sure she would have written that as a book, too. Someone, someone would compare this to the hit game Among Us. Ooh. <laughs> <Well> Ooh. <laughs> what a crazy comparison. I mean, Among Us is definitely based on the thing, and the creators have said that. No. Yes, you're Among right. Us someone, came out first. someone played Among <laughs> Us and then traveled back in time to 1982 to make a movie based on it. John Carpenter is a magical man. He could do crazy things. Well, at least you brought up something that was inspired by the thing. A lot of, a lot of different um, movies and video games have tried this. But I, but I really do want to talk about the fact that the, the genre of the movie kind of shifts into a mystery movie trying to figure out who the murderer was. Did you find that that slowed the pace down, or did you think that it was more exciting? I think, I think it uh, actually um, increased the pace by 50 paces. <laughs> What? <laughs> what? <laughs> that's, uh, that's just my personal, you know, that's just how I feel about it. I thought it was, I felt like it gives more, like, tension and suspension within... Uh, suspension? Are you just saying <laughs> every word that you know? Uh, within... <laughs> uh, suspense in the movie. Suspense, so, not yeah. suspension. Well, I said tension, it rhymes. I figured that sounds better. Suspension and tension. That's cool. Not the same thing. That should though. be what movies people say. Okay, so <laughs> it increased the paces 50%, and no, the movie has a great no. suspension. Um, By 50 paces, not 50%. Okay, yeah. Sorry. Okay. Mine made too much sense. Thank you. Uh, but yeah, I think this is when the movie really comes into its own. It's still really scary, and there's still a lot of really gross creature effects to watch. Mm hmm. But it's also a very it becomes a very paranoid movie. Yeah, which it, and they do a great job of actually like feeling like you you would also understand like why why they're doing what they're doing. Yeah, and you would be just as paranoid, you know, just because there is a crazy alien on the loose. Well, and they you can tell 
especially if you watch the movie a lot of times, you can tell when somebody becomes infected by the alien because they start behaving differently, but you won't ever see it happen. So like normally in a movie like this, people would just start dying. Yeah. You know what I mean? And then you're left with a slowly, you know, whittling down the roster of characters until there's only a couple of options on who the killer could be. But in this, the killer just turns into the other person. Mm -hmm. So um, we kind of got into a discussion about this, and I'm sorry for anybody who hasn't seen the thing, but the doctor character, um, I believe it's played by Wilford Brimley, he... Um, Dr. He Blair, right? Yeah. Okay. But I get the two doctors mixed up, so maybe it's not Wilford Brimley, and I'm gonna look like an idiot later on. Don't fact check me. <laughs> um, but y y anyway, I we kind of argued about this. Do you think that he turned into the into the alien like when he first when you see him kind of figuring it out, or do you think he got infected later on once they locked him into that room? No, I think he got infected later on. I don't know how because he was locked in a room, but he had to have because the difference in like how he talks because people talk in a more like weird or I talk in a weird roundabout way as I said earlier, but. As soon as I think he got infected by an alien, he's instantly like, hey, please let me out. I'm not bad at all. I'm not <laughs> planning on harming anyone. <laughs> That's literally what he says. He does say that, but in it, in it, and it can be read as, oh, he's clearly an alien now. But we also know that he just tried to destroy everything in the base to keep anybody from getting out. Um, which, by the way, I would say almost 100% proves that he was not an alien at the beginning. Yes. Otherwise, he wouldn't have tried to destroy every means of them escaping. Yeah. Because, because yeah. I, I've said yeah a bunch of times. Yeah. But he, whenever, he, whenever they come to the thing and you can tell that he's turned into an alien, he definitely is very sus. It, it, it's like the brain is completely, like, it, I, I feel like, in my head, I feel like the alien just can't, like, transform into the, all the, like, give all the pathways that a human has. So I don't feel like it'll ever be able to like talk normally. I mean, it was, it's, it's able to blend in as long as it's just standing there being like, I'm a human just like you. But <laughs> if, if, when it has to like say things like, let me out of here, I'm not gonna harm anybody. It has like no feeling to it. It's like an right. AI, like regurgitating words that it knows. Yeah, so something we forgot to mention uh, at the beginning of this is uh, that this movie stars Kurt Russell Mm. Um, and w what would be a career resurgence, not that his career had ever gone anywhere. Um, but Solomon didn't know who Kurt Russell was, and it was deeply upsetting to me, even though it's clearly my fault. Look, I didn't not know who he was. I knew of him. I saw him in Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2. Uh, only because I pointed that out to you. But I did see him there. <laughs> In my defense, I did show him all these movies. He's, he's seen like Big Trouble in Little China, but uh, he just doesn't remember it. That doesn't sound familiar at all. Well, you've seen it, I can guarantee you. Um, okay. But anyway, all we're right. not talking about not Big arguing. Trouble in, in Little China. So, um, wow, we're like way into the discussion of this movie, and we just now mentioned that Kurt Russell <laughs> is. Oh, <laughs> uh, uh, yes, the star of the movie. Yeah, Kurt Russell uh, stars in the movie as the helicopter pilot, McCready, and they do a little bit of a red herring thing in the middle where they try and make you think that McCready is the alien. You know, you find his vest all ripped up and, you know, he's out in the snow. Um, I would say it, it definitely doesn't change my enjoyment of the movie, but watching it again, um, that misdirection never worked for me. Yeah, it, I kind of didn't even fully understand, and I was just like, I don't know why he would be it. 
at all. I don't know when it would happen. It just didn't. Yeah, it never. It never like really was. Well, like they all went out. Remember they. I know. The guy and then, cuts and him then loose. yes, and then they cut him loose, and then they couldn't be couldn't have possibly found his way back. He's been on the base for a long time. I'm sure he could find his way back. And also, like, he's too cool to be an alien. You know, he's Kurt Russell, who I love <laughs> and know of. Yes, <laughs> clearly. Uh, so the special effects in this movie were done by what's his name, Rob um, Rob Botton. Yep. You got it. Good job. Um, with the exception of the dog effect at the beginning, which was a pretty spectacular effect. True. Uh, which was done by Stan Winston, who's an incredibly famous special effects artist. Um, but I think that I saw that um, Rob like was working on this movie like every single day, like seven days a week for a year yep. to make all these effects. So you think about this. This is 1982, um, and kind of the big pinnacle special effects scene is the autopsy, the second autopsy in the middle. How do you think that that scene as a whole stood up? Was there some hokey bits for you as somebody who's grown up watching like a huge amount of kind of photorealistic CGI, or do you think it was still effective and slimy and gross? I'm gonna be real, this, if it's the scene that I'm thinking of, was so stupid looking that <laughs> I could not- So rude, he spent a year of his life he spent a year of his life doing other things other than this one thing because this was so silly. Like, when he, when his hands go through that guy's chest and it, and yes, it turns into a mouth and bites his arm off. That was the goofiest thing I think I've ever seen in my whole entire life. It looked like, it looked like cardboard teeth and then like, I don't even understand how they possibly made his chest break. It looked like a, a board game, it made his chest break somehow. Like that, you know, the break the ice game, that's what his chest breaking looked like. That's so rude. That, it just looked really silly. I, th I thought it looked fantastic. And it was so random. Like, but why, like why can he? Why does his chest just turn into some a, a mouth? It's because it's cool. It's not that cool. That's just so. If, if, if it looked cooler, then sure, it could have been cool. What about when the guy's head is like stretching off his body and turns into a spider? Do you think that was cool? That was fun. It was pretty silly, and I liked it. It was silly. It looked fun and silly. Like I feel like it was more of like a. It's like oh, this is kind of funny. What, what was ridiculous? What was ridiculous is. When they kill the spider head thing, you were like, oh, that was like a punch, uh, joke without a punchline. Yeah, which I, I know. don't understand. Because it was like, it, it looked funny, and I thought it was going to do something like really funny, like. What, you thought it was going to tap dance? I thought, <laughs> maybe put a top hat on. But no, it didn't, it didn't even kill anyone. No, it, they, it they just killed it. Yeah, but he didn't get to like even poke anyone. He just walked past them, and then they were like, you know what's upsetting to me here is not that you thought it looked silly, it's that you don't seem to have any respect for the artistry that was going into these effects in 1982. I thought it looked good. I thought it looked good. I just you thought said it, it looked stupid. I, no, I said the other thing looked stupid. This one looked kind of like funny. Like it was like, oh, look at this funny spider head. Ha ha ha. That's not what, <laughs> do you think that's what John Carpenter was going for when he made the spider monster? Yep, I do. I do think that. What did you think, though, whenever the spider, the, the, this is one of the things that the movie keeps doing. I'm pretty sure they were just using... Um, Reverse shots. That's the wrong word. They were they were running the they were running the shot in reverse. I think they got a lot of special effects from just doing that. But whenever the legs came out of that spider head, they used that effect a couple of times. It does it with the dog. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I felt like that shot at least was always incredibly effective and still would work today. Yeah. I mean, I like I thought it was effective. I thought it looked cool and, and a bit like, ooh, this is a scary head. But it wasn't that scary. But I thought you it, said was it was funny, so it's not very effective. It, it, if you're not trying to make a comedy. I mean, it, I think I think a funny sight gag is, is effective if it was just to you know break up the movie a little bit. 
So we watched a couple Why of... Why can't that be a thing? Because it's not... He wasn't trying to be funny, so it's you not don't effective. Know. You don't know John Carpenter like I do. <laughs> <laughs> Halloween is my favorite horror movie. Yes, and I've almost none of the scares in Halloween 1 are meant to be funny. It, well, and he's trying to something new. Okay. We're going we're gonna to table this non-point that you're making. Fine. Fine. Um, what I was going to ask you is, so we, we've watched a lot of movies that use practical effects like um, uh, that are more modern. What was the, I'm completely blanking on the movie's name, but the one with uh, Nicolas Cage, like the color of the sky or the color oh, of the air. Oh, yeah, that one. Blanking, it's like a Lovecraftian movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like the, I have no idea. I know, it's the it's color of, it's the color, color of something. Of, color of, color of aliens. No, That's God, no, it's not the color <laughs> of aliens. Whatever. Oh, we you can know. look it color up. It has Nicolas Cage in it. Yeah, Color of Space. Color, isn't it Color Out of Space? Yeah, Color Out of Space. Whatever. Enough of that. A color of the space. <laughs> but that movie uses practical effects that I thought were very similar, right? A lot of merging, like, bodies mutating together. Very slimy. Yep. Um, so you don't think this movie kind of stacks up to, like, the effects in... in these modern movies that are using practical effects? I think There's only it, so far you can go. I think it does, considering like like how old it is. I think 90% of the effects are look great, but except for that chest one. All of them look really good, except for the one with uh, that autopsy scene. I'm not going to deny that the chest-breaking scene itself doesn't... They probably could have gone a couple, done a couple more passes on it, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. But, uh, I mean, I think for the time, it's still a really good effect. Sure. But yeah, his chest. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> what? All right. I was, trying to, I was trying to bring it to the effects, which I thought at least would be a fun thing for you to talk about. It was but fun. I had a good time. Um, so after a while, all these guys have been in this, this uh, remote cabin. Half of them are turning into, have turned into aliens by now, and they come up with this blood test. Um, so what did you think about the way that that whole scene played out? This blood test... The, uh, do you want to explain the blood test? was the only thing I remember from the movie. It's just all I was going to say. I mean, I, I can't explain it. It's the only thing you remember from the movie? Oh, no, you from, just from whenever I first watched it. Is what oh, I meant. when you first watched it. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so basically the idea of it is because they're like weak to flames or fire. And so basically they draw your blood and then like heat up a hot needle or a, what is it? Hot wiring. And then dip it into the blood. And because each cell is like an individual organism, it will react and then like attack you. And then you can tell whose blood is the alien. Right. Yeah, because the alien, each cell of it is its like own entity, yeah. basically. Well, I said that, I thought. Oh, okay. I mean. So anyway, so what did you think about the, because here's the thing. This is supposed to be one of the like seminal moments in this movie of it's so tense. You don't know who's going to be the thing or not. And on top of that. Um, you then obviously somebody does turn in out to be the thing and you have another kind of big effect shot. So I feel like this is another time when the movie was veering for you from being funny because you thought the old special effects were funny oh, and I being like tense. Okay, so this part like was super, I thought was a, like a really fun scene just like because you, you feel every, sing every single time he's like heating up the needle, you feel it. Yeah. And like they really have a, a good way of like drawing out that time and making you feel that like tension. Um, and when they when the guy when the blood finally does react that one time, it that actually was like scary. explodes. It like turns into like a little mini monster. Yeah, it was like kind of like a, it was like a jump scare for uh, McReady and yeah. I. Um, yeah, it was it, it was fun. 
But we're going to have to go to one more funny effect. Um, basically, one of them, obviously, is an, uh, the thing. And he's going, he's going, oh, going crazy. And then he starts eating my favorite character's head. And but hang on, you, you got this whole head burst open and turn into a big mouth. And I know you hate when things turn into big giant mouths. Okay, I hate when chests do that. Only heads are perfectly fine on the table. Um, but yes, his head turns into a big giant mouth, explodes his head, and that big giant mouth appears. And then he bites my favorite character's head, Windows. And then he just, it's like, it goes from like, it bites it, and then it like cuts to him. And then it's like if Kermit the Frog was grabbed by the head and just shook all around. Because it's just a little puppet, or obviously like a ragdoll, whatever, yeah. mannequin, or whatever they did for it. And it looks so funny to me because it's like so exaggerated how much it's flying around the screen. Yeah, I agree. I think that this is the one effect that I think they should have just not been showing anymore. Because when it, when it grabs him with his big giant head mouth by the head, it's scary looking. It's like, oh no. But as soon as it cuts back to it, it clearly has been replaced by a rag doll and it's just flopping all over the place and it looks fairly ridiculous. Yeah, every time I imagine it, I, uh, I giggle a little bit. Well, but just get it on loop. Get it on watch loop? It. Yeah, just put it on loop and I'll send it watch as a it before gift. you go to sleep. I'll, send it, I'll, I'll save it as a gift and send it to all my friends. Uh, so, we're rapidly approaching you know, the end of this movie. Basically, yep. almost everybody dies or turns into a, a thing. Mm -hmm. And we're left with two people. And so this is, a, this is an argument that people have had for a very, very long time. And we're not going to solve it here. And that is, oh. do you think that McCready... Um, or oh, what's the other Childs. guy's name? Childs, yeah. Was one of them was the thing? Because they basically both sit there and they're like, "Well, we're just gonna have to see what <laughs> happens." So they're bas basically just gonna sit there and wait and see if one of them turns into the thing and tries to eat the other one, and that's the end of the movie. So where do you come down on this argument of is one of them the thing or did they defeat it? So I did think it was weird that Childs came back randomly, but. The thing is, is that Child's way of talking felt more nuanced as a human being. It wasn't, right. it wasn't like AI. So I feel, me personally, neither of them were the alien. I totally agree. I think that neither of them was the alien. And it's one of those things that um, if they were going to do a modern reboot, or not a reboot, like a, what do they call them, the requels? Yeah. Like, they would find a way to make it to where one of them was the thing and there wouldn't be a way for us to prove that they were wrong even though it to me is very clear yeah that neither one of them is the thing i would just show them that other doctor's thing where he sounds like a drone and then i would compare them and be like see how it's different but still logically you wouldn't be able to you wouldn't be able to prove it you know like scientifically just because he doesn't sound like that guy why don't we ask john carpenter then john carpenter's not we are very say. close i've already said this John Carpenter's just going to say what he's always said, which is he wants to keep it ambiguous. Okay, so we've gone through the whole plot. W how did you feel about the movie fully now after from watching it? How old were you watched it the first time? Too young. No. <laughs> I mean, obviously too young to appreciate it. Uh, I think 10 years like old is when 10. you should show your kids the thing, right? Yep, mm -hmm. 100%. Um, so, yeah, so since you first watched it, you thought it was incredibly boring. What... What would your rating have been then? What would your rating be now? I think then I would have given it a like three or four. Now I'll give it I'll give it like like an eight. 
That's fair. I think an eight is good for it. I think it, it, it you know, like with the with those silly things, silly effects aside, I feel like it did a pretty good job. Quite frankly, I think the silly effects even work. Make it. I mean, make it. It makes it um, enjoyable just in a different way. Yeah, it breaks up the movie. I'm telling you. I'm telling you, it's all on purpose. It's all on purpose. That head looking funny on purpose. I promise. <laughs> I, I promise. It's not on purpose. I know it because that was. It, it made the movie feel like a lot more fun. All right. Well, I obviously would give this movie like a nine, but um, what's, 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 an eight's fine. What's the lack of point? I mean, there are some. There's some plot points that don't quite add up and there are some red herrings that especially yep. now don't work don't really work anymore i mean like i said the dog and the mccready stuff it's yeah, not yeah. that it's not that uh you're not very suspicious of them at all um but an eight's pretty good considering you also don't like alien so what oh alien the movie no alien the thing i thought you meant like actual aliens i was like i love aliens they're awesome they're, they're real. All right. On that note, I think we should sign off. That's our show. Thanks, everybody, for coming out. And tune in to Kid Stays in the Podcast, wherever podcasts can be listened to. Yeah. We're on Spotify. Follow us on Instagram at the Kid in the Pick and on RogueMediaNetwork.com. Till next time. This has been a Rogue Media Podcast. <laughs>